I had always had the fear of rejection my whole life. I really wanted to know if there was somebody out there that I looked like. Then he knew the missing piece of his life was me. I met Christine after she had posted on an ancestry message board looking for help trying to find her birth parents. She was actually teased as a child for being adopted, and she wondered if her birth family was out there. We found her birth mother, and she was not welcoming at all. I hated that it happened that way, and I worried a lot about Christine. I thought about her often, and I felt bad that I had led her to this woman who was so cold to her. Adoptees are terrified of rejection, not just from being given up, but from being treated differently by queer people in their lives. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there to start looking for your birth family. When they reach out to the birth family, they really are putting their heart on the line. I connected with Christine recently and she had some really exciting updates for me. Here's my interview with Christine. Were you adopted from birth? I was adopted at three months old. I was adopted through the Lutheran Social Services. Do you remember how you found out you were adopted? You know, I just always remember my parents never hid it from me. I always knew in grade school I was adopted. I don't think I really knew what it meant, but I just knew I was adopted. I And I know, you know, kids in school, they would pick on me in elementary school. I think they kind of knew more what it meant than I did because they're like, oh, you're not a Kerner. Let's give you a different last name. We'll call you this and this and this. And that I didn't care for, but I always knew. I just always knew that I was adopted. Kids are so mean. They are, yes. Were you an only child or did you have siblings growing up? No, I had three older brothers. None were adopted. I was the only adopted one. They did have a girl at one time that had passed away when she was two years old. And so then they had the three boys and they had just really wanted a girl. So mm-hmm. they just kind of looked to see what they could do. And they went through all of the classes and got on a waiting list and then got a call for me to Lutheran Social Services. I was They came and got me in Milwaukee and looked at me and, you know, I smiled at them. And that was the end of the story. Although my mom tells a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you want to find your birth family? To be totally honest, I really wanted to know if there was somebody out there that I looked like, you know? That was just the one thing. I just, do I look like somebody out there? I didn't look like the people I grew up with. Did I look like somebody out there? I I had a good family, but I had things that happened in the family that I couldn't have the connections that you should have with a family, you know? So I missed out on that. So I just was hoping that someone out there maybe I could connect with on a parental level. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Was your adoptive family supportive of you searching for your birth parents? When I had first had talked about it before I was not even quite 18 years old, and I had talked to my mom about it, and she had said, if you do that, it's going to be like a slap across the face. So I never really did anything more about it. As I got older, we had talked about it and all that. She doesn't remember saying that, but I remember her saying that because it really affected me. And I thought, okay, maybe that's just something that I just could live without. I mean, you were adopted and just let it be. But as I got older, she's like, no, I kind of hope you find him. I'd like to be a part of it. So I don't know if her feelings had changed or, you know, obviously they did because she had said that at one time. And so I did start the process around 2017. I did find the process and then she passed away shortly after that so she never was able to be around when I found anybody that's a shame I'm glad that she did come around to it though and you didn't feel like you were doing something like against her wishes you know right 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 did you know any information about your birth parents um, when you were going into the search 
I remember you had a redacted file that had like a a case with from social services and then you had some non-identifying information too did your family know anything that was pretty much all they were given I was given some little tidbits from the foster care because I was left in in the hospital for about three months. My mother had just left me there. So they did put me into foster care until she figured out what what she was going to do with me. And so I had the notes there from them that said, oh, you know, at this, at this age, she's drinking well from the bottle. She's sleeping good in the night, you know, kind of like little baby records. I had those growing up. So I just, I kind of looked back at all of that and I just read it over and over. It kind of had, when they would take me to the doctor, it had little notes on there on how well I was growing. I mean, that was really all I had. I didn't have anything more than that growing up. It was just that. And then, and then of course the adoption paperwork, which really, you know, was more legal stuff than anything that pertinent information in there. And I didn't have any of that until I got the non-ID information. And then, of course, as you know, you you got that with your dad there. They white out most of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a section in there how I knew I had a brother because it mentions in there that she brought her son with who was two years old at some of the appointments and stuff. And and his name was Danny, and they actually had his birth date in there. So I always knew that I had a brother. You know, if anything, if I couldn't find a mother or she didn't want anything to do with me, I thought, well, hopefully I have, I've got actually have somebody that has blood. Maybe I have, I could get a connection with him or have something to do with him. So that was pretty interesting. How did you go about finding your birth family or how did you start your search? So then I started to take the DNA and ancestry. And then, as you know, I, it's very hard. I don't understand any of that. So I had messaged to the uh, message boards. I had found them on there. And at first, before you, you helped me with a couple of weeks before that, I had a lady named Kimberly. She was helping me for a couple of weeks. We had come to the conclusion that Danny did not show up as a match then. But I had somebody that showed up and her, her name was Amy that was on there. We didn't know if she was an aunt or what she was. It just showed, you know, very high, close match, close family match. And more digging, she's like, you know, she was adopted as well, her and her brother. And it came out to be that she was actually my sister. And then that was when you came in. You kind of were helping me fill all the pieces together and figure out, you know, where where we all fit. So then I, I knew then that I had Amy and then I had Danny as a brother. So we, we did eventually figure out who your birth mother was. Uh, took yes. Her- took a long time but we got yes. there you actually contacted her correct i did yes yes it was sometime in 2020 i had contacted her and you had given me the number she lives in kentucky and i i was you know and i i didn't call it at first because i was so leery and i think i was a little scared and i thought well gosh way in kentucky this can't be her number finally i just called it and when she says you know who is this and i said well it's hopefully a, a blast from your past and she didn't really say anything. And I said, well, did you give up a daughter for, I think at the time I was 50, a daughter 50 years ago. And she just didn't say a word. It was like crickets. And then all of a sudden she said no. And I said, oh, I said, you didn't give a girl up for adoption 50 years ago? She's like, no. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I must have the wrong number. Well, in the meantime, I had connected with some of my mom's aunts and some cousins on my mom's side. We have a Facebook chat started. So I had told them about it. And they said, well, give me the number. Because, you know, just in case if I, it wasn't the right number, give me the number and I'll have her sister-in-law call her. So I did give her the number and she did call her and it was her. 
And mm. she had said, yeah, someone had tried contacting her. She didn't really go into detail. She didn't talk anymore about it. She didn't want to. And that was fine. I was okay if she didn't want to have anything to do with me. I just, with the paperwork that I had gotten from them, I thought it was very interesting because it said in there that for a job that she was a CNA. And I thought, oh my gosh, if this lady knew I was a C- CNA at mm. that time for 32 years. Wow. You know what I mean? Like 32 years, I was a CNA. That was, and I went to school for nursing, but I did not like it. I wanted to, I wanted to be a CNA. I just, you know, just to say, but like, you know what? We don't know each other, but what are the chances I'm in the same profession that you were, Yeah. you know? But mm-hmm. I never talked to her again after that. I did call the number after that at one time. Amy and I both did. And we had had a, um, a gentleman who was her boyfriend had answered. He did not know anything about us. She was in a nursing home. She had broke her hip. And he's like, no. He says, we've been together for 20 years. He said, I specifically asked her if she had any kids. She says, yes, I have two boys. Hmm. No girls. So he he really thought we were not, we were just, we were lying or, you know, playing a trick on him or something. But we were giving him information and just telling him, be like, you know, this is her birth date, all this. This is her phone number. This is what her mom and dad's name. These are her brothers. And he's like, yes, 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 that's her. He's like, this is, my mind is blown. He says, why would she not tell me about that she had two daughters? And I'm like, I really don't know. He said, I had asked her. She said, I had, I had two boys. And he says, well, where are they now? And she says, well, I, they want nothing to do with me. I already knew why they didn't want anything to do with them because when they were very young, they, gosh, this was in, I think I want to say Danny was like four years old or something. She left him on the side of the road. She left him on the side of the road and never to be seen again. And he insists that he, you know, he had a brother. So I thought, well, maybe it's just the guy she was with. He was one of his kids kids or something. Mm -hmm. So he never saw his mom again. They ended up going to foster care. He was in there for four years and he finally was adopted out. But that's probably, you know, and I I knew that, but I wasn't going to tell him. He still wasn't quite believing us. He was going to call her later that week at the nursing home and figure out how he could bring it up to her to ask about it. He did, when we had talked to him later in the week, he did somehow try to say that we had called him and she's like, I didn't want to talk about it. Hmm. Didn't want to talk about it. So we didn't. I mean, I never talked to her again. She passed, she literally passed away a couple of months after that. And she took a lot of secrets with her, a lot of secrets with her. We, I mean, you're going to be shocked when I tell you this. So I only knew about Danny, you know, doing the ancestry ancestry DNA. And I found out I have a sister, Amy. And then a little bit later after that, Danny, Danny's match showed up. And then going through here and oh my gosh, I had a nephew pop up that were like, who is this? And I was talking to my great aunt and my cousins and they're like, I have no idea. I have no idea. His name was Christopher and we were very close in matches. We were talking, as talking to him, he's like, I cannot believe it. He says, my mother was adopted. He says, you sound like a lot of the information of my mother. We're like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. Mm-hmm. So he talked to his mom and she ended up taking a DNA test. And lo and behold, she is our sister. So she had three daughters. He did. Wow. But it doesn't stop there. Oh, man. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So she took the test and she, she came back. Yes, she was. So then let me think here. Now I've got to think of when Marcus took his test. I had another nephew show up on there and he showed up in march of 2022 okay and we were talking to him he was looking for his his dad and we're thinking oh my gosh and he's like my dad is dark complected and blah blah so we're thinking okay is it this missing child that danny says it was his brother he's insisting it was a brother we're thinking oh my gosh is this dan is his brother 
the one that's missing. And he's like, no, my dad was Puerto Rican. He was Puerto Rican. I don't think so. He says, you guys sound more like you match with my mother. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> he's my like, gosh. So we, we literally called him on the phone, Amy and I. We did a, a three-way call, and we're talking to him. We're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so here, <laughs> she's the only one yet to take a test, but he's my nephew. He shows up as my my nephew. Wow. His dad and all them, they show up separately. So it's not, I'm not related to him under the dad's side. It's the mom's. So she actually was our first sister born. She would have been born in 1964, a year before Amy. So, she, so then we, she had Tammy, she had me, she had Kathy, and she had Danny, five of us kids, okay? So this year, yeah, it gets better. This in, gosh, it was, it had to have been three months ago, maybe three months ago. I had another nephew show up on there. And I'm like, what? I asked that aunt again, too. I'm like, what is this? What could this be? They're like, I'm not sure. I don't know. So in more digging and all that, I was talking to the lady that did it. She's like, he's underage. I'm doing it for my son because he's he's only 17. He wants to know more of his heritage because his dad was Indian. So we're just trying to find out more of that heritage. She said, never would I have thought anything else that I would find like anyone on his dad's side of the family. So I'm like, okay. And she's just talking to me more about it. And she's like, yeah, she says, my ex-husband was adopted. And I'm like, what? She said, yeah, he was adopted. And all in the Milwaukee area where we all work and, you know, kind of in that area. And I said, see if he remembers, you know, anything about it. Does he remember a boy named Danny? Anything like that? And I said, and then what year was he born? Because Danny thinks he was two years younger than him. But Danny was born in 68. And the two years younger than would have been me. I was born in 70. She's like, yeah, he was born in January of 72. So, you know, when you're that young, you kind of, the ages kind of mix up. So he was actually like four years younger than Danny. So he took the test. Literally, we found out two weeks ago, he is our missing brother. Wow. He is our missing brother. That is wild. So our mother, the, our time frame is, she had our sister Tammy in July of 64. And then she had Amy in September of 65. She had Kathy, July of 67. She had Danny, July of 68. I was born in January of 1970, and Mike was January 1972. So as I was writing all of this down here and thinking, this is really weird. She liked to have her kids like two two months out of the year, except Amy's. It was like in January or in July. And then Amy, of course, was September. She would have children like every year. Yeah. So I seriously could have two more siblings out there or more. Because there was nothing, no record of anyone in 66 and no record of anyone in 69. Or it may not be done. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I just, I thought I was had this really small family and I never grew up with anybody having sharing blood. And now it literally makes me cry. I have much more family now than I did in my adopted family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And or my biological dad is sitting here behind me. I don't know if he can hear anything we said because he's really hard of hearing. <sighs> but he, he's sitting here, and I started to talk to him in 2020. I had been talking to his nieces on DNA Ancestry, and this is where you were helping me. DNA Ancestry, we were talking to a Brianna, and you know some of the information we were telling her that you were finding, it was really freaking her out. Hmm. At one point, she stopped communicating. I remember that was that. In, that was in like 2019. Then I messaged somebody else in their name, Julie, and she didn't. She never. She read them. She read all my messages, but she never messaged back. And finally, 
I'm like, okay, you know, I, I have to accept that they don't really want any contact. That's okay. I said, but I'm going to try one more time. I have to try this one more time. So I contacted her on Facebook because a lot of people are on, you know, it's Facebook. I found her on Facebook and I contacted her. It would have been in September of 2000 and. 20. I have this lady, Miranda. She's helped me. She did this. She did this family tree. It's literally my dad's crying. Mm -hmm. You're making me cry. I said, it's between these two, your two uncles. It's a Dave or it's a James. And I said, and if it makes a difference, I said he was in the military. So she finally did message. I was shocked and I was happy. She says, give me your number. I'm just going to have them call you. And and my dad says that she did. Every time I did message her on there, she did go back to him. But she's like, she just didn't want to get their hopes up. Yeah. Finally, she did. She gave the, my number to my dad, James, and he called me. He called me then, and we we talked for a long time that night. He was hesitant, you know. Then we would we talked in a couple of weeks, and we talk in a couple of weeks, and sometimes it would go by. We wouldn't talk at all, and he was very leery, and he wanted me to be his daughter because he did not have any kid. Wow. He tells everybody he always felt his whole life that something was missing, and he didn't know what until we actually got the results. Then he knew that that's what it was. The missing piece in his life was me. He knew psychologically something was missing, but he didn't know. He never had kids. He did have a he did have a partner. He he considered her his wife. They had a daughter. He raised that daughter as his own, but he never had kids of his own. So I did send him the DNA test. He just he didn't take it. He didn't take it. I think he was afraid to find out that I wasn't his. And I said, you know what? We had already formed a connection then. And I said, even if you're not, you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you knew you were related to him in some way, for sure. Looking at him, I mean, he made me cry. How long after you first talked with him, did you actually meet him in person? Did, Did he live near you? He lived in Sussex, but we didn't actually meet for a year. Wow. We literally met in October of 2021 was the first time we met. So he finally took the test and we found out July of 2021. I never did tell my adopted father that I had found my dad. I never told him or that there was a prospect of it. He was fighting cancer. We didn't figure, my brothers and I didn't figure there was any reason to, uh, no idea. He never knew. I, my biological dad and I, I tell him because of my cousins being leery, it's a good thing because we would not have had a close relationship as we do now. Don't think I could have. And I said, we weren't meant to meet then. We just weren't. We were not meant to meet at that time. We were meant to meet now. My adopted father had passed away two days after that. And then, so that was in July of 2021. And we met in October of 2021. He came to our campground and we were probably really crazy. He's probably (laughs) thinking, what am I getting myself into? But but he was stuck. (laughs) Too late. Too late. What was that first meeting like? I mean, was it just awesome? I was very scared because I thought, you know, is he going to be disappointed? You know what I mean? Is he going to be disappointed with how I look? I, I just, I really was. I was, I had always had the fear of rejection my whole life. I think that's probably why I never pursued trying to find anyone sooner because I was, I was scared. You know, I had had my adopted family, even though it wasn't great. And I went through a lot of things I never gone through as a child. I kept them close because family was important to me. I had adopted for a birth family that didn't want anything to do with me as far as I thought, wanted nothing to do with me. So I had to keep, even though no matter how bad it was, I had to keep what I had close to me. So, you know, I'm just, I'm glad it really just all worked out. And there's times where I get mad at my dad here and (laughs) I do call him my dad. And sometimes when I'm talking about my other dad, I get get confused, so I say when I'm talking about my other dad, I'll call him father. 
Okay. okay, that way then you know that who I'm talking about and all that. So So after meeting your dad and now having a relationship with him, yeah. does he have any similarities in personality with you? Is there no. any like mannerisms that you guys have that are the same? Oh yes. Now I know why I'm the worst procrastinator. Terrible. I'm such a procrastinator, but I'm not as bad as he is. <laughs> Would you say there's any things that you and I do that are the same? Yeah. Do we have any mannerisms that are the same that you've noticed? Do you guys look alike? We have the same eyes. I think we have the same nose. We have the same messed up teeth. Yes. <laughs> he says a lot of times like you look a lot like his mom, his my grandma. Mm-hmm. I collect chickens and he's like, wow, she collects chickens too. Like you real know? ones or? Not real ones. I have an aunt that collects real chickens. She's got like 30 of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did your dad have any clue that you were out there? Does he remember no. your birth mother or he did not know at all? He had, he, he literally had no idea. We have a, a couple of them that we do think was her. Um, and, and one of them, at one, you know, he had just gotten out of the military. He apologizes left and right. He's like, you know, I just, I literally just got out of Vietnam. I was literally just sowing my wild oats. I don't know which one your mom was. I do know my mom's name was Jackie. You know, he said he knew a couple of Jackies. He's not real sure on, you know, which one of them was. He did have a lady at one time that said to him, you know, what would you do if I ever got pregnant? We're thinking maybe that's possibly her. Maybe that's her way of telling him mm-hmm. that he was. But he said he'd never seen her again after that. So we, we really don't know. You know, I've showed him nobody in the family really had pictures of her. My no one really had pictures of her except a couple of not great pictures. But he's like, I showed them to him and he's like, I don't know. He says it just doesn't ring a bell. So we really don't know. But I mean, I do know what she looks like. Yeah. Um, He's not really sure. Yeah, that's a hard situation that you really weren't able to get any pictures of her just for you. Because like I know my dad's mom. They really had no pictures of her. I actually had to get her high school yearbook picture to even see what she really looked like. So Right, right, yeah. Maybe try to get her high school yearbook picture if you, if you know where she went to high school. So how has your life changed now that you have, I mean, you have all those half-siblings from your mom, and you still speak to some of them, right? I speak to, yep, I, it's not as close as I'd like to be, but I'm, we're trying, you know what I mean? Like we, none of us grew up together, right. so it's just all, it's all a different, you know, I try to at least once a week, we have a group chat in Facebook just to check in with them. I've met Amy several times. She only lives an hour or two away from me. Danny, he lives in New York. He's very hesitant. We, we literally talk through his wife. He actually lived with our mother for a while and I think he went through some stuff. Yeah. I think he went through some stuff. So, and so did Mike. Um, I believe they went through some bad stuff with her, taking them a while to process. Mike is a new find, so it's going to take him some time too. But I'm just telling him, I said, I'm here. Whatever you can give, you can give. I'll take whatever you can. You know, I think he's very excited that he he, was, he grew up with being the only child. So I think he's excited now that he realizes, like, wow, there's actually six of us. We haven't met Kathy. We're, you know, we're trying to get it where we're all getting, can get together and have a meeting. Our sister, Tammy, she lives in Ohio. She's hopefully going to get here this year to see me. And then we can go see Amy because she's the closest to us. Mm -hmm. Amy and I are really the only ones that live in town. Growing up, we were all so close to each other. I had no idea. Kathy, she grew up in Sun Prairie. I grew up in Salt Prairie. You know, Mm -hmm. they're only like less than an hour apart. You know, it's like we could have ran into each other. Our schools played ball together. You know, you never know. So. 
Definitely. What would you tell people who are out there looking for their birth families or thinking that they may want to start looking for their birth families, you know, based on what you've experienced and, and where you're I, at now? I would say definitely go for it. You know, I mean, it, it's it's been both. It's been on the mom side as far as my mother. It hasn't been great experience, but at least I know. It was, it was always the not knowing that was the issue with me, you know, I had in my head, I was going to be okay with whatever decision. At least I knew it's the always of like, you know, not knowing what's out there. My dad's side, it's been wonderful. My cousins, my, I have got aunts and uncles and my cousins, they're all been wonderful. You know, it's just sad that we just didn't connect sooner and grow up together because my kids won't have that connection with them or anything like that. But anybody that's going through and, and just like curious and wondering, I say, go for it. Be prepared with whatever results you're going to get, whether it be good or bad. You have to be prepared for that because I've had it on both sides. And I'm so happy I did because this man behind me here, behind sitting behind me, I love him a lot. A lot. I can't wait to get to know him better. So he got a daughter and he got grandchildren all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's so good for him. Is there anything that he wants to add? Anything, Dad, that you want to add? <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> How has your life changed now that your daughter found you? Oh, it's uh, it's great. I'm, I got a camper up there by her now and everything. My, uh, my, well, I call her my wife that I was living with. We, we were together 31 years, so. But, uh, yeah, she died, and then uh, her daughter, you know, kind of just lost it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, there's something wrong with me. So they said, the only thing I can think is wrong with you is you had a broken heart, you know. Oh. Then my niece called me and said, you better call this lady. She keeps bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> and I called her right away. I said, well, I got nothing to lose. I, I always missing something, you know. So I called her right away. About 10 minutes later, I called her after Julie said, my, my niece told me to call her. That's why, that's why I first started talking to Christine. So she fixed your broken heart? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah it's healing all right. Good. Well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thanks for letting me talk to him. He's sweet. (laughs) It is so crazy, all the things that you told me about all the new siblings. My goodness. So, you know, my mother, she totally wasn't lying. She didn't give up a girl for adoption. By that time, she had already given up three others. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) gosh. She was busy. She was, yeah. And for some reason, she... uh, for the girls, she just, she ended up just leaving us at the hospital. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, she gave birth and she left and kept the boys for a while. I don't know. And it was kind of really funny. I, not funny, like funny, like haha, but ironic. When I had talked to her boyfriend in 2020 and he's like, he says to me, and you could clearly tell you was of color. And he says, are you white? Huh? <laughs> he sounded totally white. Yeah. And I yeah, I said, Amy and I are very white. He's like, because she swears to me, she did not like white men. Wow. <laughs> I said, I think we all are. Some of them are like dark complected. So I think them are definitely Mike's dad. I do really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and tell me your story. I'm so glad that it had a happy ending finally. Oh, yes, definitely. Most definitely.
you or someone in your family has been touched by adoption and would like to speak about it, please email me at whathappensafterpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out the Instagram for the show to see pictures of my guests that they were so kind to share from the reunions. In the next episode, I'll interview Bill, who waited until later in life to start his search. He was really lucky to find something special. Listen next time to find out what happens after. Thanks for listening.